0: Welcome to the CHGO Blackhawks podcast presented by PointsBet. Use promo code CHGO when you sign up. You'll get two risk-free bets up to $2,000. My name is Jay Zawaski with Greg Boyson and Mario Tirabasi as always. But if you're with us here on YouTube, first of all, smash that like button. We always appreciate it when you do it. But you see a fourth face on the screen, and that is the voice of your Chicago Blackhawks Chris Vosters with his cheese head. That's it. Cut him and off. And he's ready to talk Packers. <laughs> <laughs> you had guys. us and lost us Vosters. Thought, I thought we were going to
1: talk about Milwaukee and, and Wisconsin and all the all the great things about America's Dairyland, so I figured I I dress up for you guys. <laughs> Thank you. You are I love you.
0: You're always prepared, man. You always got the props. You've always got the uh you bring in the gifts it's really lo- – that's why we love having you on, man. I appreciate just,
1: it. Just wanna, I just want to keep you guys on your toes. I mean, I'm, I, yeah. we'll see how long this lasts before uh, your link gets taken down or something yeah, like right. that. I think this has got to be a Cardinal sin, exactly. right? Exactly.
2: Well, we Don't got say to, Cardinals either.
0: Yeah, are yeah, for gets, 2. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah.
1: I'm down to my, oh, my third strike. Yeah, dude,
0: too. You're down 0-2 in the counter like, Chris. <laughs> it, it's just a little less slightly off-putting than watching Mackenzie Entwistle creepily eat cheese on Twitter yesterday. Yeah, um. you know what? I, was
1: he was that for real? I mean, yes. was he he actually is that like I, actually a block of cheese? Wow! I
3: did a I did a forensic study of that video, and you can see <laughs> that he's he is eating off the block of cheese. It was uh, yeah, that was that was. Him that, that, listen,
1: I grew light. up in
0: yeah,
1: I grew up in Wisconsin. That's hardcore even by my standards. Like that that was oh, yeah. wow, that this was impressive. Is...
0: Just, this reminds me of, uh, we'll get to hockey, don't worry. It reminds me in college, we had a buddy from Wisconsin who would always hunt, and he would bring back like venison summer sausage. Of course And we did. would just pass that around <laughs> like a joint, like take a bite, <laughs> pass the next guy. It was just the <laughs> grossest thing ever. But it was college, we were fine. Pass the venison. Well, Chris, we wanted to have you on as a Milwaukee, uh, Wisconsin native. Uh, you were the face of the press conference yesterday, which was great. And this has to be incredibly meaningful for you to, to be able to have the opportunity to not only call this game, but uh, have this be in your hometown. Like talk about what this means, not just for we'll get to what it means for Milwaukee in a little bit. But what does this mean for you personally from a guy who last year is trying out for this job to now being the guy who's in charge of all these huge events to, to do one in your hometown? had would be pretty special.
1: Yeah. And look, I'll, I'll take this off so people can take me (laughs) semi-seriously here, but uh, it's, it's, it's really cool. I mean, it's um, when I, I I got wind of this actually earlier in the summer when, when it looked like this was going to happen, but the NHL had to do some final site surveys to make sure that, that the venue would be okay for an NHL preseason game. And uh, I, I was, I was so excited to talk about this publicly that the Blackhawks gently reminded me, hey, let's let's just wait before we take to social media before this gets approved officially. So it's been something that I've been sitting on for a while. And uh, you know, I got I really enjoyed all the texts and the messages that I got from friends and family up in Wisconsin yesterday when the word became official. So, you know, I, I think from a from a fan perspective as well, that's that's what gets me most excited about this. I mean, there's such a there's such an intricate relationship, I think, between between Wisconsin sports fans and Chicago sports fans. And I think, you know, a, across the board, it's one of the one of the great rivalries between fan bases in in American sports. And so this is a really, I think, unique chapter to, to add to that, because, you know, when you think about it, the, the Cubs, the Bulls, the Bears and the, to a lesser extent, the White Sox all play in in Wisconsin. Uh, but the Blackhawks, you know, for all intents and purposes, never never really do. So I, I think it's with Wisconsin not having an NHL team, it's a it's a really unique opportunity for for the Blackhawks to make an impression in in Wisconsin. And to be a part of it, working for working for the organization and, and representing the organization in my home state, I'm really, really excited about it.
3: Yeah, I mean, I, I I can speak to that you know Wisconsin Illinois thing uh, as well. I, I grew up in Kenosha, which is right on the border yeah. uh, of of Wisconsin and Illinois, and and it is a town that is you know split Packers Bears uh, Cubs Brewers like it is it is a, a split uh, split town uh, being right there on the border and 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 for me, you know, uh, growing up uh, getting into hockey, th- there wasn't a an NHL team for me to to really latch onto because you know from from being from wisconsin there there were no options so you know 90 minutes south of me was where the chicago blackhawks so that's kind of where it started and um yeah i mean it's 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 an interesting uh dynamic especially for hockey you know i i, I grew up in wisconsin lived in milwaukee and there are a lot of uh hockey fans blackhawks fans that live in 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 the area and they live in the state so I think uh, having having the Blackhawks go and, and and play in Milwaukee and and also to having the Wild be a part of it as well is also you know serving a a, a portion of Wisconsin uh, hockey fans that have an affinity for for the Minnesota Wild, um, you know for for whatever reasons based on location or whatnot or because back in the 80s and 90s they were the rivals of the Blackhawks if they if they really wanted to you know the North Stars uh being the rivals there so I think it's I think it's good to have a you know have the game there in Milwaukee at the Pfizer Forum which is a a tremendous venue serving both fan bases and and really you know giving the uh uh giving Milwaukee a a taste of the NHL which is uh, something that's always a conversation is why doesn't Milwaukee have an NHL team and uh, we talked about it earlier this uh, yesterday on, on the podcast, a little bit about the history of that. And um, if it happens down the road in the future, uh, who knows? But um, yeah, I think having this game, I think will be a, a lot of fun. I think you're going to have a, a great crowd and uh, it'll be, a, it'll, it'll be well attended by Hawks fans. I'm, I'm, I'm sure.
1: Yeah. I, I think a lot of people from outside the Midwest assume that, that Wisconsin is, like a, a rabid hockey state because it's cold. so cold, you know, the winters, etc. cetera. <laughs> and I mean, yeah. there, look, there, there's not, so obviously there's not, there's not an NHL team. And I, and I will say that, that the Milwaukee admirals have their devoted niche fan base. You know, there is a random pocket of Nashville predators fans, honestly, yeah. in, in Milwaukee mm-hmm. because of the admirals tie, but there is a, like a, a, you know, a really rich hockey culture and, and tradition in Wisconsin. The University of Wisconsin men's and women's hockey teams are perennial, especially the women in recent especially years, the perennial national team. championship contenders. the The men's team has a really uh, proud legacy of national championships and ties to the 1980 Miracle on Ice team, and you know, contemporary players too, uh, Jake McCabe from Eau Claire, Wisconsin, uh, Cole Caulfield, the probably the last great. Wisconsin badgers hockey player to, to come into the nhl he's from northern wisconsin now with the with the montreal canadian so there's a there's a really i think strong lineage of of hockey players from wisconsin that have gone on to play in the nhl and uh there is a there is a strong i think hockey community in in the state that uh by getting a, the nhl in there with with their big brands like the blackhawks specifically i, I think that will do a lot to sort of dig that up or or bring that passion to the surface.
3: You forgot to mention maybe the best player from Wisconsin, uh Madison native Phil Kessel. Phil Kessel. Kessel. Future Blackhawk legend. Future Blackhawk. He (laughs) will be playing in that October second game in Milwaukee.
2: Some some based on
1: based on certain people's Twitter profiles. I mean some people (laughs) are are likening Phil Kessel to the Messiah.
2: I we are know. willing this. We are willing this into existence. We want Phil Kessel in Chicago, not because we think he's going to make the Blackhawks better. We just want to spend 82 games talking to him. That's it.
0: That's 60. <laughs> Whatever. Yeah, 60 is you know, probably he, a little closer. Let him let him break the record here in
2: Chicago. Sell some tickets. We'll we'll have some hot dogs and it'll be a good time.
1: Yeah. It it is somewhat interesting that you bring up Phil Kessel because he is he and his and his sister Amanda, who is obviously an outstanding player as well. They, you know, I don't want to I don't want to brand them as traitors, but they they are considered <laughs> somewhat that because they grew they, up they in Madison, but then yeah. went to the University of Minnesota, and that yeah, is there is
3: a story there. Yeah,
1: that is sacrilege.
3: Well, yeah, you know, yeah, they they.
0: Always looking to be the front runner, I guess. Uh. <laughs> I was like, I don't want to call them traitors, but they're what? absolutely traitors, and we hate them. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm always fascinated by the dynamic of you're from Wisconsin. This Mario and Chris, you're from Wisconsin, and you can opt to choose the Packers or Bears. Why in the hell would you choose the Bears? Uh, <laughs> but like, you're, you're rooting against this city's teams most of the time right, Brewers, Packers, on and on, you know, Bucks, whatever. But then you become a Blackhawks fan. That That is, like, such a weird thing for me to to grasp. Like, I grew up in Chicagoland, so I've always had Chicago teams to root for. Um, I, I think that dynamic – I guess I'm a Notre Dame fan, though, so I cheer for an Chicago's Indiana team, team. But there's no real Chicago rivals in Indiana. I don't know. I, the the <laughs> dynamic of that is strange, that you can go – I like the Brewers and Packers and the Blackhawks. That seems strange. Is that is that more common than than maybe I think it is? I, I think so.
1: I would actually say to that point that I I've been surprised at the number of people who live in Wisconsin who have reached out to me since I took the job and have said, "Hey, I'm a, I'm a big Blackhawks fan." So while I you know I don't I don't know I guess like in terms of just the the raw numbers. What the, what the percentages would shake out to be. But I, I think there are more people that are able to, I guess, uh, align themselves with two different markets in that sense. So I, I'm like you, Jay. I, I'm kind of surprised at the number of people who who support the Blackhawks in Wisconsin. Um, I, I think that, um, first of all, with, with the two states bordering each other, I think there are a lot of people – In Wisconsin that grew up in Chicago and you know, I'm the case in point of the opposite. I grew up in Wisconsin and and now I live in Chicago. I mean yesterday at the press conference, I was talking to the to the general manager of Fiserv Forum, where the Milwaukee Bucks play they're hosting the Blackhawks preseason game in October, and and he grew up in Chicago as a diehard Blackhawks fan I mean in the 2000s when the United Center was was not full the the way that it has been recently. And and he has certainly maintained his his Blackhawks fandom even in Wisconsin. So I think there might be I think the waters might be a, a, a little bit muddier than than we think, Jay. But what I would say personally is, is that I even though I grew up a, a Wisconsin sports fan, I I really respect Chicago sports teams and I love the rivalry. That Wisconsin teams and Chicago teams have with each other because every team in in Chicago has just got so much history, has been a part of so many iconic moments in, in whatever the sport may be. So as a just a, as a fan of sports, I think I'm able to decouple my, you know, more of my my more animalistic or, or tribalistic, like rooting <laughs> interest with the fact like, hey, you know, I I have to respect what the Chicago bears and George Halas and that organization have done for the game of football or, you you know, certainly what, what Michael Jordan has done, obviously to the, to the game of basketball and and sports culture as a whole, same, same with the, with the luminaries of the Cubs and the Sox. So um, I, I, I guess that's why for me, I mean, I, I just really like being a part of these, these rivalries and, you know, your team's not going to win every game and and it's, you know, fun to talk trash when your team wins. But, you know, in a sense, it, it's kind of, you kind of roll your eyes and, and chuckle when, when it's your turn to, you know, take the, take the brow beating too, I guess. (laughs)
2: Little, little side note, Jay, real quick. You mentioned the dynamic of like, how weird would it be for someone from Wisconsin to root for a Chicago team? I learned working for a previous media outlet based in Montreal that a lot of Montreal sports fans after the Expos left became Boston Red Sox fans, which blows my mind because everybody in Montreal is a Canadians fan and their most hated rival are the Boston Bruins. Yeah. Yeah. Like that blows my mind that how could you root for their baseball team and then wish their entire hockey team horrible, <laughs> slow, painful deaths every season. Like I, that blows my mind, but I guess they don't want to root. I guess some of them root for Toronto too, because it's Canada's team. But again, that's another bit of rivalry too. So It's strange how you can have a hated rival in one sport and then for another sport, you're like, yeah, they're all
1: right. That's a great that's a great observation. I I know uh, our our producer uh, for Blackhawks games, Mitch Kersner, is a is a is a proud native of Toronto. And and he said and I guess the way, by the way, you're not supposed to say the second T in Toronto, Uh, Toronto, Toronto.
3: Okay. anyways, Toronto's a Toronto's a brand
1: of bread. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, that's what we eat our Italian beefs on, yeah, my friend, exactly in right, Chicago.
1: Right, right. <laughs> he, he was telling me that, look, look, like you like it's either in terms of hockey, it's either the Leafs or the Canadians and you would never, never pick the other one. So maybe in terms of like of the baseball component, maybe Canadians fans or Montreal sports fans found it, as weird as it sounds, more palatable to root for the for the Red Sox than the other Canadian baseball team. Who knows? Yeah,
3: I wonder what that's like for the Raptors too. Not that Montreal's ever had a NBA basketball team, but like, I wonder if that's the same thing. Like, can't can't root for Toronto? Yeah,
1: yeah. there is a Canadian flag in in uh, in Pfizer Forum, by the way, for in you know for the Raptors for the one the one time of year yeah. that they <laughs> that they come through. Yeah, right, right.
2: Yeah, hey, that's that's legit. Well, that's and, and
3: the other thing too with you know with especially with Blackhawks fandom. Um, you know, t- tomorrow we're, we're planning on talking about the, uh, the the 90s Blackhawks as a kind of flashback Friday. Um, you know, y- you think about how we talk a lot about how the Blackhawks kind of lost a generation of fans between the <clears throat> the, the late 90s and the early 2000s, between the, er- the early 90s and then the 2010s. I think you know when you when you look back to like the late 80s, early 90s, like there there was a lot of not only, you know in chicago but a lot of national uh pop for the blackhawks uh you know i i remember uh a very early episode of seinfeld uh jerry and george talk about you know oh george has a blackhawks jacket that he loves and it's just like they're in new york and george has a blackhawks jacket not a rangers jacket or anything like that so it's just it's just interesting how those kind of things you know you, at least for me you kind of remember those uh or have to think back to those things and um, you know the, the the Blackhawks of the of the late '80s, early '90s had a lot of pop, and I think that that you know bled into into Wisconsin, and and then of course the you know the 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 rise of the modern Blackhawks in the late 2000s and, and 2010s made a lot of uh, made a lot of fans of of my more my generation to uh, to 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 get to the team to to be you know fans of that team. Corey uh, in the chat also mentioning Wayne's World, probably another big pop culture reference that that you know made some made some fans in the uh, in the state of Wisconsin, especially in Milwaukee. And um, <laughs> yeah, it, it's just it's it's just interesting. Me personally, uh, my fandom kind of goes all over the board. You know, being from Wisconsin, fan of the Blackhawks, uh, I was raised oddly enough, and probably one of the uh, more anti-Packers households in wisconsin which was which was uh definitely not, not not the norm uh my dad was a my dad was a big influence on that uh a big uh, walter payton and mike dick fan back in the uh the 80s and 90s so i was i was raised uh to root for the bears over the packers and uh also the dallas cowboys but that's a whole nother story um and and yeah it's just you know it's it's interesting being from wisconsin and having so many ties to uh, to Illinois, and you know now I I lived in Chicago. Now living in, in a, a a way northern suburb uh, of Chicago, but um, yeah, it's just it's you know fandom. I think in the modern age is is a lot different than uh, than it used to be.
1: What so what I will just say is that you know there was there was one kid in my in my high school class in in Brookfield, Wisconsin, which isn't you know it's, that that's southeastern Wisconsin. I mean it's not that far from Kenosha or anything like yeah, that. But yeah. There was one kid in my class who was a Bears fan, Andrew Gladell, And you know what? More power to him because he just, calling him out he <laughs> would wear his Bears shirt like no matter what year round. I mean, he never like he was he was totally on an island, man. I mean, I I I really respect him looking back because he, you know, he he never shied away from it and and never once like backed down and um, we, we were in high school when the Bears went to the Super Bowl for the last time. So, you know, he had kind of his his moment to to shine there, I guess, at least in, in the regular season. But um, no, to the point about the about the Blackhawks uh, kind of riding that wave of, of momentum in the in the late 80s, 90s. I think you're absolutely right. Just because of the last time the Blackhawks played in Wisconsin, it was. In the middle of the 1992-93 season, the year after they they went to the Stanley Cup and lost to the to the Penguins, so I definitely think that that there was with the popularity of the Blackhawks then a lot of carryover in, into Wisconsin, um, and I, I think that's also like really really cool too that you know the Blackhawks and the Bulls were in the their respective league championships the same season. I mean I, I don't know when. I, I, when is one building hosted the the um like yeah this would have been the old Chicago stadium yeah. right when is one yeah. building hosted the the Stanley Cup finals and the and the NBA finals at the same time I mean that's uh that would be some great sports trivia to dig into Greg do you have the answer
0: um what about LA recently Yeah I was going to say the Kings the and the, the Lakers Kings, Kings I'm, and I'm Lakers always, or Boston
1: Maybe awesome. yeah, the Bruins, yeah. Celtics. Maybe that's a good that's a good. Yeah. I'll, I'll look
3: I'll look that up and I will I will. Were the Celtics in the out. were the Celtics in the finals in in nineteen twenty nineteen? Uh, I don't
0: have basketball.
3: Yeah, I'm not
2: okay. I'm not the basketball I guy. My yeah. Basketball
0: brain behind. Yeah. Uh, wow. When Michael Jordan <laughs> retired, I, I checked out. Starts oh, and ends with the guys in NBA Jam.
3: Yeah. Is
2: Horace Grant still playing? Uh, that's pretty much <laughs> it. Um, I don't
3: I don't believe so, but I think he still yeah. wears the goggles. Sh- He
2: should. That was his look. Um, I'm actually old enough to remember when the Packers were bad at football. Um, You know, there was a time there where, you know, I I, I, like Mario mentioned, your dad in the 80s, it was better to be a Bears fan because the Packers were just lousy for a long time. And then they fell ass backwards into back-to-back Hall of Fame quarterbacks. And 25 years later, you know, so anyway i'm not bitter but i remember um
0: but I remember, was over the line
2: by the way yeah he still so was and charles martin's a douche so that's that's how old that's how old my my hatred goes back but i remember going uh as a kid growing up in the 80s um a, a kind of like family fun trip was one summer every weekend going up for Summerfest in milwaukee which is one of the best events ever you know if you're a music lover and mm-hmm. food lover and beer lover. You have to go to Summerfest at least once a year. Jay. Yeah. Sounds like, <laughs> yeah. sounds like exactly. Jay's,
3: Jay's kind of place.
2: There's some literally something for everybody. <laughs> we used to go there. We do the museum or the zoo one day, stay overnight, and then spend the day. I remember the Milwaukee Admirals having like a roller hockey like uh exhibition or something at Summerfest every day. That's how I knew Milwaukee had a hockey team. And this was, you know, back in the mid to late 80s, early 90s. So I know Milwaukee has that that long tie. The Admirals are one of the, the oldest minor league uh, hockey teams, or at least most consecutively ran team in, in the uh, United States. At least there's a history there. I've been up there to cover Admirals games recently doing the HL duty, you know, that they play in the Panther arena. Now I love that building. I think that's just a, an awesome building for hockey. It's the perfect mix of like old school, new school. Um, and I know they have a lot of predators fans up there because they've had, the affiliation with the Predators for a long time. Um, so, you know, so, I mean, it, oh, it, it's been, it's been so long that like literally Pecorini, Shea like Rebber, uh, another Wisconsin native, Ryan Suter, all played yeah. in Milwaukee. So basically the anybody original who's <laughs> uh, con- Rumored trouble.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, on, hey, Ryan Suter's
3: not playing for the Hawks. Only Phil Kessel. Is.
0: He might be. So not bad. yet. He isn't. Yeah. <laughs> um... <laughs> But are you kind of surprised? We muted Chris for that part, yeah.
2: (laughs) I know there's the Minnesota-Chicago connection, you know, or Wisconsin connection there a little bit. Are you kind of surprised, though, that maybe the Predators weren't involved in this game somehow because of the the built-in fan base of the tie-in with the Admirals?
1: Yeah, I think, um, you know, I I think that that was definitely considered. I I think that, uh, you know, I'm sure that, I, you know, among the the list of teams that that I heard kind of thrown out there, you know, the the Wild, obviously the the Predators because of the Admirals connection, the the Blues, the Red Wings. You know, I, I think that they, I think that they cast a, a lot a, a wide net in terms of just figuring who the opponent would be. I, I don't think they could have made a, a wrong choice either. I mean, um, with the, you know, I guess the reason why why I will say that I'm not surprised they ultimately settled on the Wild is because wild games are are televised in milwaukee from time to time okay. uh the wild games are on Bally sports north that's their their regional sports network and the the sister station of Bally sports north is Bally sports wisconsin where the brewers and the bucks play so sometimes when there's a hole in in programming they'll put the wild on on Bally sports wisconsin in uh in milwaukee so i think that i, I think that maybe they they decided that that was that was the reason to or maybe that factored into why the wild ultimately got the nod but i I'm sure that it, it had to do with with the other team as well and and who what other team was willing to come up and and play in uh in a non n h l arena and and do um an exhibition game at a neutral site.
0: hope this all leads to a winter classic at Lambeau
1: oh yes that,
3: a lot of people have been calling for that now.
0: I mean that. You know, they, like they're awesome.
3: doing
1: everything else at Lambeau. Like they had, they had a like an English Premier League game at Lambeau. Mm-hmm. Uh, they've had college football games at Lambeau. So they, they've
3: yeah, had, uh, think... they've had the Wisconsin hockey teams play at Lambeau.
0: Yeah, yeah. So it's it's been done. Yeah,
1: great, great point.
0: So, I don't know if they're I mean, going to want... <laughs> Maybe not the Hawks for a few years, but, um, <laughs> <laughs> but let's. Uh, that would be awesome. I, I I've never been to Lambeau. I've been outside of it on our trips to Door County. We always stop in the Lambo parking lot and just kind of take it all in. But I'd love to go in and see it someday. Chris, we've I've got a driven, lot of, sorry, go ahead, Greg. I'm
2: sorry. I've driven by Lambo and given it the middle finger, but I've never, <laughs> well, uh, by the way, in case you're wondering, I know this is what what we're all here for the last time, at least to what I can come up with that the team from the same city played in both the Stanley cup and NBA finals in the same season was 2003. Oh. With the New Jersey Devils and the New Jersey Nets. Oh, I go. completely forgot wow. that the New Jersey Nets actually made a st- uh, yeah. an NBA final, but 2003, yeah. uh Devils and Nets was the
1: last time that happened. That's a now, Jason
3: Kidd New Jersey Nets team.
1: Richard Jefferson. Uh, yeah. now hold on, just to clarify, that and they played in the same building?
2: Yes, I believe. Okay. Yes, they both played at the old uh what is it called? Was the Prudential Center for a long time, yeah. whatever they yeah. called Yeah. Yeah or it might have even been the old the old metal the brendan Byrne arena at that time I, I don't know my uh when they changed but yeah they played in the same building so that was the last time the same building hosted the nba finals and the stanley cup final in the same year
0: continental, continental airlines.
2: airlines arena that's go, probably Corey. what it was it, that sounds right i have a i have a few f- bruce springsteen bootlegs from that arena so yeah that <laughs> makes sense
0: cool perfect All right, we've got a lot more stuff to get to with Chris, uh, including the big elephant in the room. But first, we want to tell you about our friends at PointsBet. Sign up for that PointsBet app and use that promo code CHGO. When you do, you'll receive two grand in free bets, risk-free. But you make that $50 or more first-time deposit, and you also get that free CHGO membership that gets you all of our web content, access to our Discord, and a free shirt from the CHGO Locker. You can actually, remember, download the PointsBet app right now and register your account from start to finish, all from your phone. Online sign-up is available in Illinois. So just get your phone out, download the app, use the code CHGO. boom, you're good to go. You'll be signing up with the fastest sportsbook, easier than ever, so you can start living your bet life in seconds. So what are you waiting for? Once the game starts, don't just bet. Live your bet life with PointsBet. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700.
3: We are also brought to you, had to unmute the microphone, had to uh, tell you guys about Athletic Greens and their AG1 product. Uh, with one scoop of AG one, what you are doing is optimizing your immune system, improving your gut health and giving yourself the ability to have more natural energy with AG one. You're absorbing 75 high quality vitamins, minerals, whole food source, superfoods, probiotics and adaptogens to help you start your day. Right. And if you have different dietary restrictions, whether it's gluten-free or dairy free, or you eat vegan or keto, whatever it is with AG one, you're good to go. It's easy to incorporate into your life, no matter how busy you might be just a small once a day habit with big benefits. Uh, My wife has started trying it, she really loves it. So uh, we now have two people in the household that are uh, benefiting their health with AG one. And right now, it's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition to make it easy. Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. When you go to athleticgreens.com/chgo Blackhawks, again, all you got to do is go to athleticgreens.com/chgo Blackhawks to take ownership
0: over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. All right. So wrapping it up, Hawks in Milwaukee against the wild, Sunday, October 10th. October 2nd. Sorry. I can read. Uh October 2nd at <laughs> 6 30. I had 10 2, so I wrote October. I'm stupid. Sunday, October 2nd, 6 30 p.m. at the Fiserv Forum. Chris Fosters will be on the call. And that leads us to the other thing. Oh, go ahead, Chris. Can, can I just make one last yes. one
1: last plug for the for the preseason game? So it's an NFL Sunday. Uh, I would suggest if anybody from from Blackhawks Nation or from Chicagoland wants to come up and make the trip, there's a really cool area around Pfizer Forum called the Deer District that will be open to hang out, watch football. Uh, the Packers will be playing in the in the 3:25 time slot that day against the Patriots, so you can watch football, eat, drink, hang out, then head into Pfizer Forum for the 6:30 puck drop. Fifteen bucks will get will get you into the game. That's it. And if you want lower bowl seats. 30 bucks, but this is a much smaller arena than the United Center. And, uh, you know, getting like a a second level seat, I'm thinking, might give you a really good vantage point where you can kind of see down onto the ice. So, it's it's going to be a really fun day. Uh, you know, would really encourage Blackhawks fans to to come up and, and check it out. Check out the city of Milwaukee. It's a it's a it's a it's a cute little town compared to <laughs> the big city of Chicago.
2: I yeah, I, I love, I'm a big fan of the town of Milwaukee. It's great. I mean it's Milwaukee got it's a got a statue city. of Fonzi. How could you hate Milwaukee?
3: <laughs> hey. Yeah, I've I've sat in the in the second level uh for a Bucks game. It's it it's really good. It's not a bad seat in and in, in that place. Uh, it's it's so fifteen bucks for that for that ticket for uh, hopefully two lineups that are mostly NHL players by the time of the preseason. Maybe uh, that would be uh, that would be well worth it for sure.
1: Yeah, and tickets I, go on sale Friday. So thank you. Jay. I
2: smell a CHGO road trip. Hell lots yes! Of <laughs> social media content coming. We yeah. gotta
0: get the. There you go. And Corey points, the
2: CHGO van out of the shop. Yeah, there you, know?
0: you go. Uh, Corey points out Lakefront Brewery. That was just an awesome brewery tour. The best I've ever had. And is Corey's mentioning the best place went up to the old PBR brewery for a tour. So that sounds fun too. I'm down. Let's do it. Let's do it. CHGO, send us out there. Come on. Let's go. Come on. We'll even drive home after the game. That's fine. We can do that. We just want to hey, be there for it.
2: I'm your permanent DD. You guys can have as many free samples at the brewery you want. I got us to ride home.
0: Love it. That's great. All right, Chris. We gotta talk about it, man. And we're uh, you know, we're not gonna put you in a bad spot, obviously, but all of us caught off guard a couple weeks ago. Um, when Eddie Olchek made the decision to not be on the call anymore. Um, I guess what, I, no one's really had a chance to talk to you since then. Like, What were your feelings in that moment? Of, I, I, I would imagine it would be some mix of disappointment and excitement. You know, kind of like this, because yesterday's a good indicator. You're the face of the team now, man, for better or worse. And I think it's for better. Congratulations, dude. It's like it's happened <laughs> so quickly for you. Yeah, I mean, you know, and
1: and there's there's really never been a dull moment this offseason, to be honest with you. No, I, I think it it definitely. Well, so when I first when I first uh, started hearing rumors about it, and and when someone first sent me the sent me the the article that said he was he was leaving, I you know I didn't believe it, to be honest with you. Um, you know, I thought, oh, okay, well, you know, this is just um, some. Some bluster designed to kind of stir the pot, but you know, things things will things will work it work itself out, whatever. So, you know, I, I, I learned shortly after that that no, it it was it was real, it it was actually happening. And look, I mean, I was um, I was really excited about working with with Eddie for indefinitely for the foreseeable future, and uh, I really had a lot of fun working with him last season. He made me better as a, as a hockey broadcaster. And it was, it was just <laughs> really, really cool to get to work with a guy of, of that stature and that magnitude in in the sport and in broadcasting my industry. So, um, but you know what, at, at the end of the day, um, he's, he's got to do what's best for him and, and his family. And I, I trust him to, to make that decision. And, um, you know, I, I to be honest, I haven't dug too deep into into many of the of the articles or the op eds that were written about it. Um, I, I don't believe that that the anybody in the Blackhawks organization wanted wanted Eddie to leave. Um, you know, I, I don't think there's anyone in in the Blackhawks organization, certainly myself included, that doesn't acknowledge and and wholeheartedly understand the the value that Eddie brings to any organization, but especially the Blackhawks with his local ties and his resume and and his pedigree um but it's it's a it's a finicky business and and this is just sometimes sometimes what happens business agreements and and partnerships run their course and it's and it's time to it's time to move on um it i understand the the abrupt nature and and maybe even the shock and the willingness to find someone to blame and, and pin, uh, you know, a scapegoat tag on somebody. But, um, you know, in, in, in this case, I, I, and I understand that there are raw emotions about it too, because this is a, an organization and a, and an individual that have invested a lot of time and energy and effort into each other. And, uh, you know, it, it, that, that time is now over, but, um, you know, I, I think that, uh, there, there is a, there is an opportunity to, get, get someone in the booth, um, that, that will be around for hopefully a really long time with me. And, uh, and I am really excited to work with, with, with whoever, um, comes in next. I, I, there, there's a, there's a deep talent pool. I think a deep alumni talent pool of, of of people that are interested in the job that the Blackhawks can, can pick and, and choose from. And, um, you know, I, I, I'm, I'm still really excited. I'm every bit as excited to have this job and, and to see what the future holds. So um, we'll see what happens. You don't have to give us
3: any names or anything. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, is is, is, the, is there going to be some sort of like audition uh, process in the summer? Or are we going to see like the... Be- do you have any insight to that? Or like, is there any, like, are we going to have kind of like a rotation of, uh, of, of people working with you this year is have the Blackhawks kind of given you any, any pointers in a direction?
1: Well, I think, you know, I think as far as, um, I think as far as an audition process goes, I think what everyone went through with me last year, I think everyone's sick of auditions. <laughs> so <laughs> Uh, and kind of that way of maybe uh, of finding a, a, a broadcaster. So I think whoever they pick, um, I, I think is going to be ready to go from from the start of the of the preseason. And, you know, I can see I can see, um, I can see a, a scenario where where multiple people are are in the booth. Um, I, I'm not sure. I, I don't know if it'll be one one guy who's on, on short notice like this able to handle uh, you know the full 82 games we'll call it and I know some games will obviously be nationally televised but don't forget
0: playoffs um
1: that's right <laughs> <Yes>. uh <laughs> um so I don't think look I don't think it's going to be I don't think it's going to be the carousel that it was for 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 my uh, audition and trying to trying to fill Pat's shoes last year I don't think it's going to be like that and I think whatever ends up happening whether it's a whether it's one guy or it's a platoon, um, I, I think the Blackhawks are going to make sure that it's it's communicated with the fans what exactly is going on. Whether it's um, you know two guys splitting 50 fifty fifty, whether it's going to be a you know a main guy and then a, a backup, um, whatever the case may be, I, I think that it it will be um, announced neatly and, and concisely, and and I, I think that the fans will have an idea of a clear idea of, of who to expect on the broadcast when they when they tune in night in and night out.
0: I, I hope you are feeling, and I know like this maybe throws a little bit of a curveball there, um, but I hope you are feeling welcomed. And I hope you're feeling like people are excited for you and happy for you because I get the sense that people are pretty glad you got the job. You know, of all the candidates, like we always get feedback on Twitter wherever, like, So-and-so sucks. They're terrible. Like, we hear it all the time. And we just, like, it says a lot for you that we haven't seen that. Like, people will tell us that proven good broadcasters suck. And uh, and we do not hear anything negative about you. And I think that speaks to how hard you worked at the job, which, of course, we found out a lot about kind of after the fact, after you were hired. You talked about it when you visited with us before, like, all the work you put into it and always being around and all that stuff. Like I think people are happy to see you with this role. And I, I know I speak for the three of us that, that we are as well. Um, but I just think like what, what fascinates me now is your transition from, you know, you know, Eddie is the, is the big name and you're there with him and you'll grow in that role. Of course. But, and now you're suddenly thrust into this like press conference guy and, maybe when Phil Kessel breaks the record in Chicago, like (laughs) you have to be on the ice to give him his silver stick, like all those sort of like MC opportunities now that maybe went to Eddie in the past now also fall on you. So like very quickly you've gone from rehearsals and tryouts to like the guy. Is that scary or is that like, how do you, like, how does that make, like, is that intimidating? Is it all of the above? Like, how do you feel about that? Like, Maybe unexpected aspect of the job being put, being put upon you a little bit earlier than expected.
1: I, I think I think it really is all of the above. And you know, look, like this is um, this is still this is still newfound territory for me. Just being not just the voice of a team, but the voice of a team of this magnitude, like like the Blackhawks. Yeah. Um, and so I'm not gonna, I, I, you know, I'll I'll admit to you like 100 that that. You know, maybe I'm still in a little bit of denial myself about, you know, just everything, um, you know, and and kind of like how many eyeballs are on me or whatever. Um, And maybe that's a good thing. Yeah, don't think about it. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Um, So, like, look, I, I just, I'll just go back to, to, you know, what, what we said earlier, Um, you know, I'm really, really excited to be here the the situation in in the broadcast booth with who my partner is really doesn't affect that. I mean, it, as you said, Jay, it was like a mixture of of, of disappointment, but also excitement at the same time. Um, I, you know, I might I might actually be the veteran in the in the broadcast <laughs> that the when the season starts, which is crazy. Um, but but I I told the Blackhawks when I was going through the the interview process, and I I really meant it that I want to be the the face of this franchise. So the emceeing stuff, the, the, you know, the off ice stuff, the, the stuff in the, in the community that comes up, I mean, sign me up. Like I, I really, I really enjoy that part of the, of the job as well. And that's, that's a, a role that I understand comes with a title like this. And it, it's one that, again, that I, that I really enjoy. So, um, you know, that, that would be, that would be great. Like, I would love to be on the ice to give Phil Kessel his his silver stick. I mean, that yes. would be really, really cool. And I'll iron. tell him he should have gone to Wisconsin. But, <laughs> the you know, the, the yeah. iron stick. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> right, right. Let's um, make it happen. So, yeah. like, yeah, look, like, all that stuff is. I, I'm I'm taking it one day at a time. It's been very humbling to, you know, for all the support. Like, you guys have been have been great. You know, just at at the arena during practice or development week or, or whatever the case may be. I mean, you you guys have, and, and the entire, you know, media core, um, have been super great and supportive and, um, you know, the stuff on the stuff from the fans has been, has been really humbling as well. Um, you know, I'm not, uh, you know, I'm really trying not to look for external validation anywhere. You know, I'm really just trying to, to show up and, and do my job. And, um, again, I, like, I'm still really excited for the season, even though I know the team is not going to win the Stanley cup, whatever. I like, I, I think that there's still going to be a lot of fun things to to talk about and highlight. And, you know, I was at, at the press conference yesterday in Milwaukee, I was talking to to Colin Blackwell a little bit, and and I think he's going to be an outstanding guy for Blackhawks to get to know and and is really going to represent this organization. Well, so, um, you know, I, I, I think that, um, I, I, you know, it's n- nothing that has happened has has, you know, taken the shine off this job for me. I'm I'm still really really looking forward to to the season and and all that comes with it.
2: I think we can say the same here. We are still excited yeah. for this season, regardless of. Yeah. of- how it may look like there's there's some uh, pictures from it yesterday's is. big nice. press conference nice. uh, putting the Milwaukee Bucks mascot in a Blackhawks jersey probably went over like a lead blimp uh, with, with some <laughs> Wisconsin fans, but uh, looks good. Uh, now looks this like I, a, okay. Oh, let me explain this. Oh, right. So lefty, lefty, guys, go lefty. I,
1: lefty yeah, there you go, there lefty. You go. And I, so I unfortunately, I'll just say, mango blocked my shot. You know, uh, it, it was
0: on target. Oh. It was on goal. But yeah, uh, got the elevated you know. the puck like Eddie o always says. You know, yeah. throw those hands up.
2: It's, it's tough to go sh- top shelf with a goalie that has antlers. He's got the yeah, top <laughs> half of the net covered.
1: There's my. I, I wanted to right shoot there. against Tommy Hawk because I think he would have let me score. But uh yeah. Uh,
3: oh nice, see, looks, nice. Looks nice. like
2: a lot of fun. I, I'm looking forward to that game for sure. A, 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 a hockey game in a, an arena I've never been at before in a great little town just over the border. It should be, it should be a fun day.
1: I'm, I'm, I'm really excited. I think it'll be a really kind of a cool way to, to, to kick off the season. You know, the, the regular season will be about 10 days away at that point. And um, yeah, as I said, I I hope it becomes a a regularly occurring thing because I think it's, it's really got legs to, to be a fun event.
0: All right. Before we let you go, we got to ask you, are, are you, are you at your childhood home? I am. <laughs> I see here, your, your Daffy Duck poster. And are those Hot Wheels behind you? Actually, they're not. I can, I can, let me see if this will work.
1: I'll, uh, I can show you this. this, is oh. a tour. this is my, Let's my, see the kitchen. It's my, uh, <laughs> you guys, this is like my prized possession. It's my, uh, my NFL Pocket Pro helmet collection. Oh, oh sweet.
3: Nice. I remember those. Dude.
2: Wow. I've got, don't
1: worry. I've got the, I've got the NFC North up there. So they're, nice. you know, they're the they're bears. <laughs> that's and uh, awesome. I've got, uh, so I've got a bunch of throwback helmets and I've got some college. Is college that Rutgers. Too, so
0: yeah, I. It, it's a
1: random, it's a random, random order right now, but
0: that's awesome. Yeah. That's really cool. cool. I remember so, getting uh, the
2: plastic helmets out of the gumball machines. Those were, uh, yeah, I was going to yeah. say where those, you didn't that's, know a, that's a lot of quarters spent
1: over there. Yeah. <laughs> That's yeah, they're crazy. like a, they're like a, they're like two bucks now with inflation. But uh, that's, <laughs> yeah, it. yeah, that's all right. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. but no, I, awesome. I was going that's to, awesome. I was going to listen. If, if um, I was talking to the Blackhawks director of of communications, John Steinmiller, last night, and uh, if you guys had been in studio, I would have been there because I love your studio. But when, uh, when I got the call that it was that you guys were remote, I, uh, I set up the the sh- the shop in my in my yeah my childhood bedroom so that's, nice. that's where I am good nice. old Brookfield All right. well the next time
2: you <laughs> are in studio I'm gonna wear uh, one of my Looney Tunes Roosevelts in honor of your
0: Daffy Duck poster to make you feel you at go. home there you go thank but,
1: you and actually listen what this it's actually a jigsaw puzzle that uh, <laughs> that I put together. Friend? Yeah, wow. and I framed oh, okay. it because it was. Uh, that was one of my one of my quarantine activities during the, <laughs> during the pandemic. I did oh, cool. a few jigsaw puzzles, and I'm I'm a huge Looney Tunes fan as well, and uh, I love Daffy Duck. So that was uh, I put it put it in a frame because I wasn't ready to to take it apart. That's awesome, <laughs> awesome,
0: Chris. Awesome. Thanks for the time, man. We appreciate it. You stayed extra for us, and uh... anytime, man. Loved it. All right, we'll talk to you soon, dude. All right. Have a good thanks, one. Guys. Have a good appreciate rest of your summer. It. Thanks, Chris. All right. We'll be in touch. All right. That's Chris Fosters, the voice and the face of your Chicago Blackhawks. Follow him on Twitter at CJ Fosters. That was a lot of fun. Follow him on TikTok,
2: too. He's got one of the most active TikToks out there, Uh, me being the TikTok expert (laughs) everywhere.
0: If if he's,
3: Greg he's if got... Greg's endorsing the TikTok, you know it's you yeah. know it's. Uh, I mean, he's got the perfect
2: it's... personality.
0: He is a TikTok star. The very dab account he runs. But it there. is so, nice. super dab. And um, <laughs> the funny thing is, like, he is the busiest dude in sports. Like every day, yeah. he's got a different polo on like
2: for some other like he did did
0: twins game the other day like he's all over the place I like a high school basketball tournament he was doing like a like like a a polish dancing competition i i just sure he just kind of does everything whatever whatever shows up to random events (laughs) with a microphone and starts calling them yeah (laughs) if there's a mic chris vosters will be there he's the mc at
3: pierogi fest yeah
0: i hope we weren't like uh I, i we had to talk about eddie we can't not talk about eddie I think we we didn't put him in a bad spot, right? Until we called Gary Suter a pudwack or rumored
2: pudwack. We don't have confirmation on that one. He was the start
0: of the whole trend. Yeah, the original uh, rumors. All right. Well, before we wrap the show up, we've got to give you the points. about play of the week, and Greg is the maestro of the plays over the week. What do we got this week, my friend? Well, we've got back to back, nearly almost doing it two weeks ago.
2: I picked third, Kyle Busch to win the, the NASCAR charm. race. He finished second. Last week, I went Justin Steele to get seven strikeouts. He got six uh, before his defense let him down. I wanted to do a bet on today's Milwaukee Brewers game to kind of tie in the whole FEMA today, but oh. they've already started. They started at oh. eleven forty for Damn. some reason. So we're gonna go. We're gonna stick with baseball. We're gonna go with our other. Uh, not our other, but our, our our second baseball team, the Southsiders. We haven't done a Sox bet yet on the play of the week. So
3: they're my last hope go. before I get kicked out of this bit. Um, I'm Will going Tony to. Will Tony LaRusa be awake in the first inning?
2: Um, there's no money in that bet because uh, everybody's <laughs> betting that he won't be. Uh, I'm going to bet that Andrew Vaughn is hitting a home run in tonight's oh. White Sox game at the Texas Rangers. It is plus 500. Uh, Andrew Vaughn's due, and I looked it up. The Texas Rangers ballpark there in Arlington, Texas, is ranked seventh. They've given up the seventh most home runs in all of baseball this season. So the ball flies okay. out of there. I'm sure it's going to be nice and hot yep. down in Arlington. Launching pad, as the kids like to say. So um, I'm betting Andrew Vaughn is going yard for the 11th time this season at plus – 500 that's really good value so based on my track record of the last two weeks he's going to hit three fly balls to the three warning warning right to the warning track (laughs) maybe he'll get a double off the very tippy top right under the yellow line on the wall he's going to come so close and then just drive it in my heart but come on Andrew I believe in you you're my favorite White Sox player of all time let's hit a home run
0: all right jump on that points bet app use that promo code CHGO when you sign up all right we're going to wrap things up thanks to Chris Voster for joining us tomorrow's show audio only look for it around 11 a.m. or so usual time we're going to talk about the 90s black hawks which doesn't sound as fun as it will be i promise you it's going to be fun <laughs> give it a listen we're going to re- re- rehash some names from the past and tell some great stories i think you're really going to enjoy it uh, and make sure you're subscribed uh everywhere you listen to your podcasts Hit that subscribe button, turn on those notifications so when new episodes drop, you know about it. But for Greg and Mario, I'm Jay. Thanks to Sarah for producing. And again, Chris Vosters for jumping on and to the Blackhawks for making that happen. We'll talk to you Friday on the CHGO Blackhawks podcast.